Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because... I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. I'm here sitting with two friends, Mondrea and Erin. We happen to all work together. And recently we attended a leadership conference, the Leave to Lead conference mm-hmm. from John Maxwell. And I was chatting with them and I thought, why not grab a cup of coffee and talk about our key takeaways from the session? And here we are. Um, and we're going to be just talking and sharing our conversation today on what were our key takeaways from this conference. But before we jump into that, I just want to introduce them and give them a chance to share a little bit about them. Um, So how about we start with you, Mondrea? Sure. So hello, everyone. And thank you, Carolina, for having me. Super excited to be here. Um, I'm Andrea Calvin, as Carolina mentioned, um, super excited about leadership, about my own personal journey, as well as leading others um, along the way. So looking forward to the conversation. Erin, how about you? So hi, I'm Erin Dewsbury-Rivero. Um, I am also passionate about leadership. I'm an avid reader, um, and I'm really heavily focused on the topic of DE&I um, and inclusion. So that's a little bit about me. Well, Thank you I for have having to, me. I have to say, Erin, you have really have been an inspiration for me on upping my game on reading more. Because every oh, time I talk to you, heavy. and I, yeah. I, I go all excited saying, guess what? I read five books. And you're like, oh, I've already read <laughs> read like 40 books this year. You are really an inspiration. Oh, thank you. She is, I must agree. My audio book list is growing. I'm not as good as hard copy, but I'm listening regularly because of you. That's still reading. (laughs) That is still reading in my book. So yeah, absolutely. Totally. So let's talk a little bit about the conference. So this was an event that we decided to go all together as a team, was super fun. We were having a side conversation on dresses and shoes that speakers were were wearing during the event. Um, But we also were chatting about a lot of the content that was shared. And I thought, I think we all walk away feeling really inspired after this conference. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I thought about it and reflected for like the, the next, definitely over the weekend, which you try to turn work and things off, but I found myself regularly reflecting on it and of course continue to do so all the way up until today, especially some of those key takeaways. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was talking with the team the other day and and the the conference came up again and we were talking about some of the things from it. So it's definitely impacted not just us, but our team as well. Mm-hmm. And during this conference, so for those of you who have never heard about the lead to the Leave to Lead conference is 
typically it's an in-person conference, but since last year, they've also mm -hmm. had a virtual option. We participated virtually and still got a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. And this conference is led by um, the John Maxwell Company. So John Maxwell is one of the keynote speakers, but this year they had really amazing speakers. They had Jeff Henderson, Jamie Kern-Lima, Valerie Burton, Ed Milad, Don Jagger, Yol Manmi, and Team Elmore um, on the lineup. And it was a, like a full day conference, nonstop all day. But the day went by really, really yeah. fast because it was sure so, so inspiring. Yeah. And I guess I want to start by asking you guys, what were, what were the ones that were most impactful? I know they were all our, and we can talk about all of them, but we can be two days talking about all the <laughs> sessions. So. I want to narrow it down to maybe our top four. So what would you say were your top four? Yeah. So for me, yeah, like I would say Jeff Henderson was really impactful for me and Jamie Kern Lima. What about you, Mandrea? Yeah, uh, Jamie Kern Lima, as well as Ed Milet. I really yeah. had a, a strong takeaway from, from him. And of course, John Maxwell, right? Of course. So. <laughs> Lots of nuggets in that session or both of those sessions too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, when I first heard about the conference, I was excited because there were a few people that I knew, of course, John Maxwell, right? Who doesn't know John Maxwell, the father of leadership in yeah. weird times. Um, like I have read many of his books, listened to his podcasts, but Ed Millett and Jamie Kermlima are two people that I regularly follow in social media. I've read their mm -hmm. books. Um, and it was really a motivation to join the conference. So how about we talk about those four? Let's start with, with John Maxwell, since he's the one who opened the conference. And I know he just um, did like an update on his 21 laws of leadership. This is one of right. his most known books that he's written. Mm -hmm. And he only touched on three, but... I was wondering what were your key takeaways from, from that session? Because I thought there was so much. It's probably one of the sessions that I took most notes on. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So um, for me, I think I got, I'm looking at my notes here. So if you see me looking <laughs> off to the side, but you know, I have a couple things highlighted and the number one thing was around putting your legacy in people and not a company. And it was such a reminder to, you know, we get so busy in our work and in the grind of things that we forget this isn't what's going to matter 30 years from now it's really you know the time and the relationships that you have with people and multiplying yourselves um you know in them so that was strong he gave the uh, analogy of a clock a compass and companions I mm -hmm. highlighted that I'm sorry you probably only wanted me to give one but I'll stop <laughs> after this one <laughs> But, you know, mentioning that when you think about, you know, your legacy overall, you look at, you consider um, a clock and it really is a reminder of what are you doing now to, again, really build that legacy. He also recommended, or the other piece was a compass and really looking at that to think about where are you going? So making sure you're forward thinking and you have a vision and a plan for, for your <laughs> legacy. And then lastly, who are the companions? So who's really on this journey with you? So constantly thinking about, 
you know, the people that you're surrounding yourselves with and who are you intentionally focused to build a legacy uh, for and with. So yeah, I'll so, stop there. So I won't go. <laughs> I'll just pick it. I'll pick it right up, Mandrea. So the ones that hit for me were he talked about law 11, which is the law of the inner circle. Mm -hmm. And the idea that those who are closest to you determine your level of success. And I remember writing in the chat, I'm so thankful that I am surrounded by such amazing people on our team. I, I really truly believe that we have an amazing team. And so I, I intentionally choose who I surround myself with because I think that leads to my success, their success. Can we influence each other in the positive way? Um, and to the legacy point, um, he said, make sure you have legs to your legacy. And I thought that was amazing. And he he inspired or he he encouraged us to write our legacy, right? What do you want your legacy to look like? And it reminded me of um, in the seven habits training from Franklin Covey, where they talk about, it may seem a bit morbid, but when, imagine your funeral, <laughs> seems morbid, but imagine your funeral. What do you want people to think when they think back on your life? What do you want them to think about? Yeah. And that is something that I carried forward and he just really solidified it for me. How do I want to be seen and thinking? And I, I reflected um, a lot about that. Yeah, I think you guys touch on all the, the key takeaways from that session. Um, I was, I, you know, I really like both the law of legacy, but also the law of the inner circle. And I, they were very connected, right? Because if you yeah. want to build a, a legacy it's through, through the people, and for that, you need to define who is in your inner circle. Right. And he said that at the point on, that he's in his life, he uses the 80-20 rule. So he invests 80% of his time and his energy to 20% of the people in his life, which are those that are part of that inner circle, that those mm -hmm. that he wants to have close, right? Yeah. And I think that's so powerful, right? And he talked about some questions that can help you determine who might be the right people to have in your circle. And I know yeah. we were chatting on the side. These are great questions when you're trying to build a team, even at work, right? right? Mm -hmm. Or even outside of work. But he talked about things like, do they leave out good values? Like, yeah. I love that he started with this because a lot of times when we think about bringing someone into a team, we think about their capabilities, their skills, yeah. right? And right. starting with just the values, are there just good people? Mm -hmm. And I agree with you, Erin. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I feel very fortunate that our team is it's a team of people that have very solid, good values and principles. Yep. We talked about, do they have high influence with others? Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with your position or your title, but are you able to influence others right through the way you behave, the way, the way you show up, the way you communicate? Um, do they have high giveness and, comp and competencies that complement the team? And I think that was it's one, one of, of my favorites. Of our team, right? That we yeah. complement each other so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can they lead well? Um, are there a good fit for the inner circle is not only the person by itself, but yeah. how does the person fit in the rest of the circle? And I think that a lot of times we underestimate that we just look at the individual, but yeah. we don't look at 
how do they fit in in yeah. in that circle can they produce outstanding results and then do they value people and do they mm -hmm. serve them and yeah. i thought that was also yeah. a very powerful one right yeah and, and you know carolina as you were going through those questions again it really just made me think about all of them to your point when you think about interviewing an individual it's really about their impact on others, right? And so you think about how do you find this? How do you view this? And it's not really gonna be in that individual, it's their story. It's, it's what have they done to other people and what, how have other people received that that really demonstrates the, the credibility of, of that individual and their leadership or their capabilities. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think you made a great summary of the law of the legacy, Mondrea, but I think you mentioned something, Erin, that actually is a great segue to the next session with Jeff Henderson. You talked mm -hmm. about the legacy and asking yourself the question of how do you want to be remembered? Yep. And I know that Jeff talked about the power of four, right? Not being the best leader, but being the best leader for others. And right. he he took us or, or put out two questions that were really very powerful reflection. And I think it's a great segue from this whole topic of legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Talked about the two questions that can help grow your organization, your team, or you as an individual. He said, what do you want to be known for? Mm -hmm. Right, which I think ties very well to what you were saying of yeah. being yourself at the end of your life and, and asking yourself, what do you want people to remember you for? Mm -hmm. And the second one, what are you actually known for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there a gap? Mm -hmm. And I thought that's, I mean, really now we're looking at self-awareness and reflection, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and building on that, you know, again, the question, you know, the key takeaway that I highlighted here is really in addition to those questions, but how you view life is how you do life. So you have complete ownership, complete accountability for the answers to those questions, right? And yeah. so what you do and how you behave definitely drives it. And it was a good pause to stop and think, well, darn, <laughs> what is my perspective? Am I always positive? Am I always negative? Am I optimistic about what's to come? You know, and so so that was pretty powerful. Right. Totally. And how are you carrying your weather as well, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. have the power to decide. You can control the circumstances around you, but you can control how you react to them. Okay. And what is your attitude towards those things? Yes. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I I love that statement as well. How you view life is how you do life. And I captured that and I we uh, many of us put it in the chat. Um, and then I also like just do a few things really, really well, mm -hmm. right? So instead of being the jack of all trades, and when you think about what you want to be known for, really focusing on a few things, but doing those really, really well and being intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so powerful because I think a lot of times we think we just need to do more, right? And yeah. we get ourselves involved in so many things because we want people to see us as you know, successful, meaning for a lot of people means all the things that we do, but yeah. really if you want to leave a legacy, you really need to go deep. It's not only how right. broad you go, but more importantly, right. how deep 
you go. And keeping in mind that you're doing that for someone, right? Mm -hmm. For the team, for the community, for the customer, and most importantly, for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking as well. Um, yeah, I think that those two questions got me really thinking to your point, Erin, on that gap is like, is the way that I want to be mm-hmm. seen and be known for the same way that people see me? And that mm-hmm. popped in me. I've been thinking for a while, like, when was the last time that I did a 360? Because I, I love to do those every year on my own. And last year I didn't with the pandemic. I didn't yeah. felt it was the right time. And maybe I was just afraid on what feedback I was going to get. But um, I've been thinking a lot about this idea, but being very intentional about what I ask so I can really get to what is that gap between how I want people to know me for and how do I want to, what are my intentions? How do I want to come across? And then how I actually come across in the eyes right. of others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes critically important, right? That you have that view. And, you know, I think as he built on on that statement, it was really around, and it goes back to, again, that legacy, that vision, but, you know, once you define the gap, and of course you're closing that gap, once you, it's aligned, then you have vision carriers, he said, you know, and it's people that are able to take your passions, your dream, your vision forward over and over you know, and multiply it, if you will. So um, I thought, again, really, really powerful session too. Yeah, I, you know, I, I try and one of my biggest things in my personal life, professional life is empathy, lead, trying to lead with empathy and, and just live with empathy. And I think it's, it's good when you get the feedback from somebody, someone sent me um, a video um, from I'm trying to think what it was. It was from Simon Sinek about empathy. And they said, this made me think of you. And I was like, it's a, that's a good win. Mm-hmm. But that's a person that I'm close. I work with, I'm close with, you know, we're very close and I'm like, okay, that's good. But I also need to look at the, the critical feedback of people and the people that I'm not as close with is, is that image that I'm trying to, to put out there that how, you know, how, what I want to be known for, is that across the board or is it little pockets? And is it consistent throughout exactly. all the interactions that you have? Right. Or just when you're in a good mood, right? Exactly. I think yeah. A lot of times when we're under stress, we revert back to our natural behaviors that maybe yeah. are not the ones that we want to be known for. Yes. And it's how how are you intentional consistently when yeah. you're showing up, right? Mm-hmm. I know for me, one thing that has been very, very helpful, because I know that sometimes, you know, I, um, you know, I'm not perfect by any means and I have a lot of areas for opportunity and, and I know I can get very emotional or, or you mm. know, be very intense in the way that I come out, come out and that's not how I want to, come across. So a lot of times when I know that I'm going to be in a meeting or an interaction that I know is going to trigger me, those things Mm -hmm. that I don't want to be triggered. um, I set an intention before the meeting and I, and I, and I ask myself, how do I want to come across in this interaction? And that always helps me 
just to be more mindful, right? A lot of times I think it's to your point, Erin is being self-aware. Because mm -hmm. um, if you're not self-aware, you can't improve. I think it's, it's like a must, right? So how can you be more mindful and more self-aware? So then you can be more in control of how you react uh, to situations as they come your way. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I've been, I've been um, working towards, so I'm, I'm a cockeyed optimist. I am a glass all the way full type of person. And I, with the pandemic and everything, I really had to look at, and from, from the book um, Multipliers by Liz Wiseman, she talks about the always being on and the optimist, which I, I was like, oh, but those are good things, right? And then I realized, but if it's too much, if you have people that are struggling and they see that you're always happy and always optimistic, it can, it can make them feel like I can't be, right? I can't be my true authentic vulnerable self where I'm having a bad day. So something that I've been trying to work on is like, it's okay to live in sometimes the bad moments, right? And then work through it to get back to it. And then also the idea that like, showing I mean you guys have seen it this week it's a hard week and I'm I'm showing my team I'm not I'm not made of stone and I'm I'm having a hard time and letting them in on that allows them and you talked about this Carolina in another podcast about showing your vulnerability for your team for the people that are around you so they they know it's okay yeah. it's okay to not be okay <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I think what I was going to say is, I think I struggle a little bit when you say, you know, that you have to dull down or dim your light to create space for other people. I think yeah. as a leader, I think it's just so important to that they know your character, right? And they know right. who you are and you give them space to be themselves, permission, yeah. you know, to, to be themselves. So it doesn't necessarily change who I am, but they know that they have you know, this is safe space here where there's yes. always going to be positive, right? But I know if Mandrea is having a horrible day, it is what it is. And Aaron's not yep. going to judge me. Aaron's not going to yep. you know, <laughs> change. So I think, you know, it's a balance, right? I, I cannot definitely understand creating, say, uh, creating, sorry, modifying your behavior for the environment. But at the same time, it goes back to what do you want to be known for? People exactly. also know that they, if they come into your presence and get surrounded by you, you just may be the person to, you know, make them see the world differently. And <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> I was listening to a, um, a I was in a, a coaching session and, you know, it's, it kind of went back again to just women in general. And, you yeah. know, we're, it's fear, right? Fear of being too much. And she's like, screw it, be too much. <laughs> be who you are why not <laughs> the world needs it and if you're not being too much then you're not operating or walking in your gifts and who you're designed to be I'm like that's right that's <laughs> so beautiful give yourself permission to be too much yeah <laughs> for, yeah. for your legacy <laughs> there you go <laughs> talking about being too much let's talk about Jamie Kern Lima Ooh. <laughs> That was such a good one. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I read her book, Believe It. Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't read it, totally recommend it. I started. I started based on that session. I was inspired. So what, what were your key takeaways from that one? I'll let you go this time, Erin. Go first. <laughs> 
So um, one of my other big passions is makeup. So I actually did know who she was. Um, she's the founder of um, founder and creator of It Cosmetics. And her story for me was so powerful because she was told no so many times. That doesn't fit with this image. That doesn't fit in this brand. That's not part of who we are. She just came back again and again because she has skin issues herself and she was creating um, a skincare and, and foundation brand that supported those individuals. And for her to, you know, be told no so many times and to trust her gut and trust in her faith to continue for herself, but also for all the women and men and everyone that she helped um, to, to feel good, to feel good in their skin, I think was so powerful. Yeah, I think her story is so inspiring. Mm. Um, that is one book that I read and I listened at the same time. I shared this with you that I sometimes if I struggle focusing, I just mm -hmm. read and listen at the same time. And this one was one of those. And she reads yeah. her own book. And I cry many times as I was mm -hmm. reading her book. But I think she's such an inspiration around resilience and mm -hmm. around passion for a vision that it's bigger than herself, right? Mm -hmm. And many times she found herself after hearing no so many times and, you know, being almost to the point of bankrupt, right? And then yeah. opportunities came her way that were not aligned with her vision. And then she stood up and say no to those and she yeah. stick to her vision and her mission, right? Um, you know, she was told by experts uh, when she had this one chance at QVC, you need to use this type of models. Right. And she couldn't sleep that night thinking about, okay, this is what the experts are telling me and this is what might save my business, but it didn't felt right. In her soul. In her, in her soul, right? And she went in public television herself when everyone told her she wasn't the right person right and right look her face without makeup with all her skin issues and she was talking to women to one woman that probably was at her house doing laundry and had the same condition at her and she made herself vulnerable and relatable mm -hmm. And she stood for what she believed in. And she had only a matter of seconds to save her business. And, and she did because she believed in her mission. But the courage that it takes to do that, it was so inspiring to me. I almost can't sit still here with this one because I think, you know, as, as a Christian, you know, a, someone that's strong and, you know, continually journeying in the faith, her story resonated so well with trusting what God has put inside of you. Mm -hmm. And it's a journey to really recognize and trust that voice, right? And the way that she told her story, I could just relate to being in different situations in my life where it's like, okay, God, is this you? This just doesn't seem right. Would you really make me go all the way or do this in order to come back there? But 
you know, she said, um, he gave me a no, as in N-O, but he, as in God, gave me a knowing. And that was like so powerful because it's like deep, right? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it. But when she also talked about how many no's are really a setback for a setup. And, you know, yeah. again, when you think about divine order, it's a process. It's a journey to get there. And she really translated that very well. And it was, it resonated just as a, a, a Christian yeah. <laughs> life trial. So I just, I felt like, you know, I'm, I live in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. And so I'm always looking through that lens. And so when she's talking about, you know, doing it for herself, but for all the people, I, I just imagine all the people that felt unseen and unrecognized mm -hmm. and ignored. Mm -hmm. And her story just makes it seem like, no, we see you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We see you. Whether it takes the all the no's, you can persevere and you can be seen and you should be seen. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely an inspiration. Mm -hmm. I've heard her speak several times. I, again, I read to her book and every time, like, it's, I have goosebumps because it's, mm -hmm. it's, I'm like, you know, all the things that, you know, right. In theory, you see them possible in someone who is struggling because a lot of times we say, yeah, this is easy when life goes your way. Yes. But yeah, to do these nice. things and believe in these things and stand up for these things when it's totally the opposite. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. such an uh, a role model for courage and faith and resilience mm -hmm. um, that it was very, very inspiring. Yeah. And so often, right, we see that in product. So I'm not, this is my, this is my first time hearing and learning of Jamie Kern, but I definitely have her book now added to my audiobook. So I have not yet read it, but you know, you think about the process of a diamond and we always see the, the beautiful diamond on the other side, but the process to get there, Yeah, he really had the process and, you know, that journey is refining and just, it, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. but she withstood and, you know, her courage and her perseverance. Yeah. Brought her through. So sure. I literally am wearing her, her it cosmetics CC cream right now. Okay. <laughs> every day, every day I wear her stuff before I even saw that I was a, I was a believer and a fan. Cool. Yeah. Good. Okay. So let's talk about the fourth one at Millet. I, my favorite. This is the third, fourth time that I've been to an event where Ed Millet is a keynote speaker. And I just love his approach and his message. Like it's so powerful. He also mm -hmm. has a book, it's called Max Out. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very short one, but totally worth reading. And okay. it, it's so, so inspiring. And um, I told you guys before the session, I was, I, I was containing myself to share like how excited I was about this one, about the power of one. Mm -hmm. This is something that um, I heard for the first time on the Atomic Habit books, this 1% rule, right? Being 1% better every day. And he yeah. translates that into one more, like do one more of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, but he brought a totally new perspective to that 
you know, one more. And I have to say that I cried during this session. Yeah. Yeah. The stories that he shared about his son mm -hmm. and his dad. Yeah. Um, he was really vulnerable and I was really, really touched. But I'm really intrigued before I jump into my takeaways. What were your takeaways from this one? Should I go? So yeah, go ahead, Mandra. <laughs> go ahead. He was again, hands down, my absolute favorite. My absolute favorite. I loved his energy. I loved his stories. I mean, I connect, I laughed, I cried, I had aha moments, but I'm going to tell you the thing, I think it was maybe minor to a lot of people, but the thing that was most impactful for me is he said, you are always making people feel something. Yes. What are you making people feel and are you intentional about it? And that's what I cannot get out of my head. Every interaction that I've had since that day. I'm thinking about that, right? And I think about it through the lens of not just positive moments, but especially when you have to give someone feedback mm. or critical feedback. You know, I journeyed with that for a little bit in my mind. Just it reminds you of the importance of making people still feel capable and empowered, although you're helping and coaching, right? Mm. So your words matter, your approach matters, your timing matters. And so I really realized in this session too, I really love the feel it. And there was a different speaker that talked about feel it moments, but these are the things I think that really drives and making understanding and seeing how, how people feel really, mm -hmm. really. And you can tie it back to this whole topic of legacy that we were talking about, right? Yes. What you want people to remember you yes. for. It's probably how you made them feel, right? Because people, they, there's a saying that says, or a quote that says, people will not remember what you said, but they will remember how you um, make them feel. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Your kids, your spouse, your team, your boss, yeah. your parents, you know, at any moment of their life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, how are you making them feel? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when he was talking about that, he showed a lot of, faces of people that we will deem as successful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had Oprah Winfrey there. Mm -hmm. He had John Maxwell, Mother Teresa. He had a lot of faces there. And he said that these people are all evangelists and not from a faith standpoint, yeah. right. but um, it's, he was, his, his talk was all about influence, right? How can you influence others? And I really mm -hmm. like this perspective on influence because a lot of times we think about influence like convincing someone of something, yeah. right? right. Um, and he's like, it doesn't matter whether people believe what you're saying. What matters is that they believe that you believe in what you're saying. Yes, exactly. That was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those like aha moments in my yeah. life. yes he also said um how he's been married for many years and he like every argument I had with my wife she always wins yeah. and the reason for that is because she's more confident in herself so when you yeah. have two people the one that is more confident in her in him or herself typically is the one that is more influential Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. like, 
you know, we talk a lot about self-confidence, right? With Jamie Kern Lima, that was also a topic, self-confidence. And mm -hmm. personally is one area that I think I still need to improve and constantly, I'm constantly working on, but it's yeah. so true. The times that I've been able to influence others positively are the times where I've been more confident on myself and the message that I was trying to transmit to others. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. I had I had a moment of doubt, I'll say, when I was watching his story about his son at the golf outing. And I I struggled with it honestly because he talked about the idea that his son wasn't doing well. And then he was being made fun of and people were doubting him, doubting his son's ability. And so he, they questioned, he's, he can't win, right? He can't win this thing. And, and for a moment, friends, I honestly was like, okay, what path is he gonna take here? Because for me, I was like, oh, he should support his son and whatever his ability is or, you know, whatever. And that is, not the path that he took. And for a minute, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, when he was saying, at the beginning, he was all focused about having fun with his son playing golf, right? right. And I'm not a golfer. So he lost me when he was talking about the technical things. Car and all of that. Yeah. But he was talking about how it was all about having fun until people start making fun of his son and right. then he got his son to a side and he's like, you are going to win. Yes. I like you, I felt uncomfortable for a minute and I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I've been telling my team how awesome Ed Millet is and how great the things that he has to say. And this is what he's talking about, there. like pushing but. his son and like, I felt uncomfortable for a minute. So I share that. Area. Okay, good. I'm I not was, alone. I but, love the turn that the story is, right? I know, seriously. So then he talks about now his son is like, he has scholarships and he's, he's amazing at golf now. And I was like, am I, I started looking at myself. Am I unlocking my kid's potential by letting them have fun or let it and I was like oh I gotta I gotta look I gotta look at this more <laughs> I don't I think from so my husband is super competitive right and yeah. we kind of go through that a little bit with the kids right we got to play good cop bad cop sometimes we need the intensity sometimes it's like you're being too much but yeah I think for me it really spoke to you have to try different approaches with people sometimes to get into yes. what works for them what yes, drives exactly. them because ultimately it helped unlock something that was deep down. And, you know, maybe now he's driven by competition, right? He's driven by, or just the fact of somebody saying, it's me and you, we got this, let's right. do it. And truly supporting and championing him, right? Yes. Maybe the la la, the lackadaisical thing didn't work. <laughs> and yes. so shifting your approach or modifying, um, adjusting you know, how you lead somebody based on the situation is, is real. You know, yes. everything is a rose color. What is it? Rainbows and lollipops. Sometimes it's like, put that down. It's time to get the guns out. We're ready to fight now. Uh, and the, the other thing about that story, the other message that I took at list, I don't know if that was the intention of the story, but is 
your mindset is so powerful, right? Yes. You yeah. need to adopt a yes. winning mindset. Yes. Yes. You need yes. to believe, just like Jamie Kern Lima talks about believing, you need to believe that you can win. That's right. Before you win. That's if right. You really want know. to win. That's right. Right. For sure. And yeah. that's, that's, I think, what I ultimately took away from it is he had his son's back, right? Even if I questioned it for a minute, he had his son's back. And then his son, you can see in the pictures that he shared of him signing, signing, um, you know, I don't know if it was the um, college um, or, yeah. scholarships and things like that. He's signing that. You can see the pride his son had. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't him doing it uh, for him from Ed, right? It was him doing it um, for his son and the pride his son had in the end of it was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And don't get, you know, the other thing too, I'm like, it could have gone south, right? Maybe okay. his son could have totally broke down. But in that instance, it worked, but it, it, yeah. was, it was good that, you know, he took a different approach in that moment and the benefits, obviously he's realizing the benefits of it, but right. it, it, you're right. I think the mindset and just the support is so critical to, especially yeah. younger um, talent or children or whatever it may be. Agreed. Yeah. Now Agreed. we can, we can end the conversation around Ed Millet's session without talking the one more concept oh gosh yes <laughs> i so i mean this is the one thing that when i think about it it's what i think about mm -hmm. um but this time he shared through his personal story with his dad and it was so powerful yeah it resonated with me and i put it in the chat when we were with the group so my my dad um battled esophageal cancer and he was diagnosed um, stage four esophageal cancer. And he was told standard timing for, for someone diagnosed at that level is like a year, six months to a year. And my dad lasted four and a half years mm. fighting every single day. He did all the, the standard chemo and radiation. And then he did every experimental thing he could do. When he was diagnosed, my kids were not even a, a thought or an idea right? And then he saw them born. Both of my, my older two kids, he saw them born. He saw my daughter, her first birthday, her second birthday, almost made it to her third birthday. And she still remembers him. And when I thought about that one more, he, I know mindset again, he was doing it for them, right? He was doing it so that he, he, he wanted to see them born. He wanted to see the first birthday. He wanted to one, one more day, one more moment, one more something. And I truly believe that is so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, this whole concept for those that were not there on the mm -hmm. session or have not heard about it is this concept of just do one more, right? Mm -hmm. It can apply to, in his example, similar to your dad, his dad was battling cancer and yeah. he lived way beyond what every prognosis because he had been an alcoholic in the past and he he at one point his life turned right and yeah he stopped drinking for his family and after being diagnosed he was helping people get out of alcohol so every day he would text people for his one day anniversary without drinking alcohol and it was always about 
helping one more person, doing yeah. one more, right? And Ed translates that into everything in life. Like if you are exercising, do one more rep. If you're reading a book, read one more page, like do yeah. one more of anything that you're doing. And that's how you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, outside of your limits, you test your limits, and then you grow as a person. Mm -hmm. um, but he does it thinking about being of service to others. And I like this concept that he talks about. He's also a man of faith, which yeah. I really related with this that he shared that in this life, right, this concept of one more is helping you becoming a better version of yourself. Because the day that you leave earth, right? And mm -hmm. you are in the presence of God and you're presented to your identical twin, mm -hmm. right? That person that you were meant to be. Yeah. And he's like, when I meet that person, I want to be identical twins. I don't want to meet this person and don't recognize who that person is because I That's never amazing. grew to my fullest potential to yeah. who yeah. I was meant to be. Yeah. And that is so powerful. I mean, I personally, I'm someone, you guys know me, I, I'm all about personal growth. I'm all about becoming a better version of myself in everything yeah. that I do. Not always I accomplish it, but I always in this constant journey of becoming better. And that really resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, for me, my biggest fear in life is get to a point of my life where I look back mm. and I regret mm -hmm. not having done something, not having leave that legacy, not having become the best version of me or, or have grown to my fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And it's not on a sense of growing my career, right? It's growing as a person, as an individual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think too, and, and you know, when you think about that, sometimes when you envision that, perfect version just to tie it all in you get easily overwhelmed so again that power of one just doing one more thing but mm -hmm. he also mentioned he said you know God does not call the qualified so God isn't looking for people that already have it together he qualifies right. those who are called so again the qualification comes in just the one more just doing one more of something mm -hmm. to help get you to that better version so you don't have to be overwhelmed with that profile right but you know every day you're making a step or one of you're taking one more action closer to getting there so powerful because a lot of times we're like once i'm good at this then i'll do that exactly once i get there then i'll do that and right and it was all tied to no just start today just do one thing one more thing one more yeah. time until you get there because mm -hmm. uh, yeah i that really resonated with me too mm -hmm. okay so let's wrap this up um this is so exciting i i'm so excited to do this with you i i definitely we definitely need to do another podcast episode okay. before we wrap up if you can summarize just with one thought this leave to lead conference your key takeaway the way it made you feel, what, what have you applied? What was, what resonated the most with you? What would that be? Mandrea. <laughs> so this again, uh, my first experience with a live to leave 
Live to Lead conference, um, extremely powerful. I mentioned, you know, really when I say the the notion of feel it moments and being cognizant about what that is, uh, you know, that I'm actually doing that was my key takeaway and something that I think has continued to resonate with me. And I think also because I'm personally on this journey of finding my why, right? What am I, what is my why? What am I here for? And when I think about, you know, what really inspires me, it's really experiences. And I go back and I connected it directly to that. It's about what you feel in those experiences. So I really felt like, you know, by participating or being a part of this conference, it was again in divine order. And I'm getting those little nuggets towards clarifying that why and feeling like it's around the feeling and the experience and, you know, whether that be for individuals or life. Um, So thank extremely appreciative to have gone and to have, you know, shared the experience. I've opened my eyes to all these different speakers. I had not heard of them, anyone outside of John Maxwell before. So extremely, extremely excited to keep um, applying these principles to me personally, as well as to my, those that I lead. So. And I think for me, one of the, one of the most impactful things was really looking at looking at myself and and trying to have self-awareness about you know this idea of my legacy what do I want that to be what what the image of um you know what do I want to be known for I I tie it all in together but what am I known for and really looking at that um critically to see if if when I show up am I my identical twin right do I does that happen? And I think that's um, someone that we didn't talk about. Valerie Burton talked about the present tense of the best possible self and using not I want to be this or I'm going to be this in the future. I am this or I have this. And that's something that resonated with me too. Like visualize it in the in the now, right? What you what you achieve to be, I guess. So that was that was really powerful. Yeah, for me, it's very similar to that, but also keeping in mind that it's not about me, right? When I'm working on the best version of of me, it's not Mm -hmm. about me. It's about the impact that I have in others Mm -hmm. and doing it for others. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know, because I'm, I'm a very ambitious person in the best sense of the word, right? Like I'm always striving to do better, to do more. And um, I think that when I started this, I was always thinking very selfishly, right? I want to be better. I want to be the best. And um, that has changed over time. I don't know if it's just that I'm mature over time, (laughs) experiences over time, but it was a good reminder that, whatever I do is not for me, is for the Mm -hmm. legacy that I leave behind. And that is about others, is not about me. How can I be of service? How can I help others? How can I make an impact in others and leave my print in others um, to help them to leave, when I leave those people, that they were better than before I got into their lives. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, this was amazing. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. I, I 
you know, I'm really grateful that we decided to do this as a team, mm -hmm. even though it was Thank a virtual you. event, even though we were not all together, yeah. but it really brought us together and got, yeah. and got us thinking a lot about as individually, but also as a team. And I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for you to be here today. And as I said, I will be calling you back for another episode, <laughs> yeah. a different topic, whatever that is. Maybe it's a book that we read. I was going to say, event. actually, Carolina, I have to give you credit because you talked about the, the amount that I read that is inspiring. Do you know part of the, I don't think I've told you this before. Do you know part of the reason that I'm reading so much now? One of the things is you told me when we had our first one-on-one, -on -one, when you were coming onto the team as one of my leaders, we sat down at the Starbucks and we were talking about, and you gave me an example that you read and listen to books at the same time. I have taken that and run with it. I have read almost every book that I've read this year and I've read 83 so far on my target to a hundred. I, not only the, the, development and leadership books, but also the fiction books that I read, if I can find the um, audiobook to pair with it, I do it in tandem. I do it at the same time. Cool. And that has helped me skyrocket my reading goals. So thank you. I mean, 83 books. Wow. I read 93 last year and my stretch target for this year is 100 and I'm on track. So let's see if I can hit it. Wow. <laughs> Well, I think we can do a podcast episode just on <laughs> the books that you've read. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love that. I look forward to listening to that one. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> well, again, thank you both. Um, I, I can't wait for people to hear to this conversation. I really have enjoyed it. Uh, for those listening, if you like today's podcast episode, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And share this podcast episode to anyone that you think can benefit from today's content. Absolutely. And with that, we hope everyone has an amazing day. We'll see you again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. Thanks for having me.